podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to Added Time. Daniel Childs here. Hope you had a great weekend, even though Chelsea always do their best to make sure we don't have good weekends. So in today's show, as usual, Added Time, answering your questions that you did submit on X at Son of Chelsea and also through my YouTube community page. Kind of across the socials now. So Instagram at Son of Chelsea YT um, is the place to go for there. TikTok at Son of Chelsea. Facebook Son of Chelsea pages is live as well. So make sure you're following us on social media so you get all of the content and um, hopefully <laughs> providing content about Chelsea doing better in the upcoming weeks. I've got to be honest and, and transparent before we get into this show and I'll answer your questions about Chelsea and not just specifically about yesterday's draw. Didn't watch the game live. I was actually doing something in the end that was undeniably more fun and more beneficial and gave me more substance and that was uh going to the harry potter studios um the warner brothers tour which you know was was filled with happiness there was a sense of nostalgia and there was actually some value i i don't think watching chelsea is giving you that at the moment especially after yesterday's performance so that's why i didn't upload a review i i tried to you know, sometimes if it, sometimes I have gone back and watched games and then uploaded a review after, but it just felt right of added time to maybe wait and discuss after I've watched the extended highlights and, and seeing how people reacted to the game and speaking to some people. So that's why there was no review on the channel. There will, of course, be a review of the Aston Villa game next Sunday, which I am going to at the bridge. Uh, but let's get into your questions. Um, before we do, actually, if you want to support the show, Really easy way to do it. Hit that like button. It helps more Chelsea fans find the content. Also hit that subscribe button. You can turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the uploads I post on the channel regarding Chelsea, like added time, like the rational perspective, like my new shows and more content coming up throughout this season. And if you do have some spare change lying around, I know it's a difficult time. We have set up a buy me a coffee page a little bit like patreon as i discussed last week we're going to be setting up a membership tier with some pretty cool things probably some merch coming soon uh, so please hit the like button if you're if you're excited for that uh go down there link in the description box below uh, greatly appreciate it if you could uh, lend some financial support to the show to make it bigger and better and also on the podcast if you are listening through Son of Chelsea that way uh, make sure to give us a positive rating review if you do enjoy the show because it does help out as well let's get into your questions though Nick Clark here asks starting off with a, <laughs> a pretty deep question will it all be all right in the end it will be all right in the end it's what you classify as all right um, I think there's got to be a sense of humility and just appreciation that Chelsea fans have been very very privileged and I feel that so much of the discourse now that I see it, it just it comes across as very entitled and it comes across as you know this is the thing when I say entitled when I criticize maybe some of the discourse or, or I, I look at some of the way people discuss things and and kind of go overboard is like I'm sort of saying that you can't criticize the club I criticize the club I criticize performances I criticize transfers like you know that's what we do on this channel right but at the same time, like I've, I think I, I'm very appreciative of being a Chelsea supporter and being very lucky that I was born and kind of grew up watching Chelsea be very successful. And 99% of, of football fans maybe in the world don't get to experience that. 
so i i, I try and be appreciative of that we're going through a difficult patch at the moment how long it's going to last for may get worse hopefully we'll get better but it's not like the the doomsday kind of consistent thing of this is the end of the world um you know it's an absolute crisis and 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 the way some of that is fueled i just don't think it's very positive so i think it will be all right in the end don't expect a champions league this season that obviously can't happen um maybe not even champions league football you know but you know it's obviously it's about supporting the team and hopefully they can turn it around soon owen williams asks will potch last the season when it's obvious he had no pot to play in those transfers especially when you see today he didn't bring on the brazilian striker i assume you're referring of course to David Washington, who was signed over the summer. I don't think this in itself, like him not being involved in transfers, like as in the, the key decision maker in transfers, I, I don't think that's like the, the most negative thing because, you know, we've had discussions about this in recent years that actually the kind of the way we've kind of bent to the will of certain coaches actually hasn't helped Chelsea's squad building. We may be doing that in a different way. I, I don't think it's the worst thing when you've employed sporting directors, when you supposedly have some sort of project and where you're going about things to actually lend more of your weight to those people who are going to be in those positions likely longer than the head coach. That's just the reality of the game. So I, I don't think that that in, in itself is, is linked together. If you're just asking me, will Poch last the season? I, I don't know that. I don't, you know, I, I, I think I am very cynical now of, of buying into this idea that there's going to be a coach who's going to last five to six years, even two to three years at Chelsea feels a little bit farcical because we know how this club operates. And if Poch continues to underperform, and even if some people's frustrations do go to the board, like I, I don't, you know, we know what happens at Chelsea. And um, given that in the first year of the new ownership, we had three different head coaches during one season, you know, you can't really have much faith they're going to stick by someone. But uh, I, I wait to be proven wrong. At Lewandel asks, is patience the only solution to our attack? Yes, absolutely because you have a a group of new attackers basically in in many areas we have a group of new players who have to get used to each other um but as we know at Chelsea that doesn't really happen and people aren't really that willing to to be patient about the club and that's just the reality I do think that unfortunately that that just is the reality like the, to expect young players and even whatever group of players you have unless they are like Lionel Messi Cristiano Ronaldo uh Killing Mbappe, you know, whoever it is, like freakishly good players, Erling Haaland, nine times out of ten, you've got to give young players a, a chance to develop and, and chance to, to grow those relationships. I don't think it's that much of a surprise that, for instance, I think the best combinations we've seen, say, with Raheem Sterling and Nicholas Jackson is because Raheem Sterling's a very experienced player, uh, whilst some others are still trying to figure out their own game. But it's also about consistency, hopefully. You know, I, I thought that Mudrick had a pretty good game against Bournemouth from what I saw. Um, and I think he needed to perform because, of course, everyone was shouting and screaming about him starting. He then gets to start. He obviously needs to perform. And we spoke about him in, in one of the shows last week about what was going on around him. I think personally he could come away from that game feeling a little bit more confident because he created some of Chelsea's best chances and I actually thought the way him and Jackson linked up reminded me a little bit of what we saw during pre-season that excited us so it's going to take time 
But is there that time at Chelsea? I think that's always the big sort of deal breaker. And, and the idea that Chelsea, again, are looking to spend more money in the January transfer window. I don't know if that's going to solve things. I, I really don't. I, I know that some people just consistently scream like we need more either signings or just like experience. But, you know, my concern is the clutter that's that arguably is already there that's going to grow with all these players coming in. Like, how does that disrupt the rhythm if you're going to build that chemistry over a longer period of time um you know i look at say arsenal as a comparison uh Bikai Osaka getting to play week in and week out and getting to to grow as a player gain that confidence and be trusted and work around players um and i i think it's the same for you know gabriel martinelli on the other side of, of arsenal's attack who sure has, has also taken quite a few years to to get good you need to give the the time for those players to marinate and to and to form those connections which i think was one of the more positive things i I felt in frank's first season was you saw abraham mount uh combining pretty regularly christian pulisic too when he was fit for a long period of time i'd like to think we can see something like that under marcia pochettino but are people actually going to be willing to, to give that time i'm not sure miles terry asked quite a few questions here why don't we sign a proven striker and take a gamble on jackson how do we spend one billion pounds and we still don't have a spine why was angelo loaned after failing with the michael elise bid and finally what is the realistic game for us to finish this season why don't we sign a, a proven striker again this is something that has come up and you know again i, I will pose the question back to you that we have signed proven strikers in recent years and they haven't worked out. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is the most recent example. Romelu Lukaku is another example. Do we have to go through the history of strikers that haven't worked out at Chelsea? You know, I'd say the the best striker we have had, the one who has provided the most value, I think you, you guys, if you've, if you've watched my stuff for a long period of time, you know where this is going, wasn't an experienced striker. It was Tammy Abraham. You know, if we're talking like pound for pound value, someone who exceeded expectation or at least, you know, offered a level of goals that was all right um, and got closest to Diego's first season in 14-15 in terms of Premier League goals, that was Tammy Abraham in the 19-20 season. Now, it's all right just saying go out and find a, a proven goal scorer. Arguably, we did. The problem is that guy got injured right at the start of this, not even before the season started, Christopher Nkunku. And, you know, a, a guy who's maybe not going to play as a centre forward, but could provide goals. How do we spend a billion and still don't have a spine? Um, you know, the amount of injuries, I think, you know, people have got to understand the sheer number of injuries we have at the moment. That isn't to say the team yesterday couldn't have done better. That isn't to say it was OK losing to Nottingham Forest at home. But just looking at I, I made a graphic earlier for my socials of just looking through the team who aren't available at the moment. Moise Casado, of course, big signing for us in central midfield. We want him to partner up with Enzo Fernandez. He wasn't available. I already spoke about Christopher Nkunku being a key player, and Pochettino said it as much. This is a key guy within my attack, and we had to scrap those plans when he got injured and make another plan. Carney Trukomeka, another player injured, who was a key plan of his of, of Pochettino's second attacking uh, approach to Chelsea. He gets injured at West Ham. They have to scrap up a plan and go to a, a plan three, basically. All of those injuries, when we think about those players, these are not small players. Reese James, massive player potentially for Chelsea if he remains fit. Benoit Badiashil, Wesley Fofana. Um, we already said Christopher Nkunku. We are talking about, I'd even say, of course, Nani Manawake. We think some of these players, of course, who were not there yesterday 
we assume will be back pretty soon. These are not like long-term injuries, but when you put all of those ab- absentees together, I mean, it does make potentially a spine and that makes a huge difference. And I know people just scream excuses, but, and say we spent a billion, but like you can spend a billion, but if, if you've got like 12 injuries, what are you, and, and if all those 12 injuries are to key players, you know, what's no, no club I think can get around that, unfortunately. And Angelo, I mean, I, I, I think this is another guy who, who probably needs time to, to grow and develop. You know, why didn't we keep uh, Cesare Castell? Why didn't we keep Andre Santos? You know, I don't, I, to me, that's not like a, a be on end I think he needs time to grow. And, you know, would he be any better off than the other young attackers we have at the moment? Just because he's had some decent performances at Strasbourg, does that mean he's ready to play for Chelsea? Does that mean he's going to thrive in the environment that Chelsea is at the moment? I'm unsure on that. The realistic aim to finish this season on your final question there is I still think it is European competition. I think it is four to six. I think I'd be, I would be, and I know a lot of people right now saying relegation, um, the world's going to end. I still think this side can get a lot better. And I think that those injured players returning will make a, a big difference to what Pochettino can do. And I, and I do have faith that Pochettino is a very good coach. Um, but I still think some form of European football for me is is clear. So I'd say, yeah, obviously, I think anything below 10th is 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 tragic again. Um, even below 8th, I think it'll be a real, real disappointment. I think you've got to be getting into some form of European competition to see it at least, at the very least, in comparison to the last season as some form of improvement. The final question here from Ivano is about injuries, obviously. Can an investigation be conducted on our medical staff? We've been dealing with injuries for years now and nothing has been done. What will it take for the owners or anyone to investigate? I think this is a difficult question to answer and I, I, I thought about it because, you know, as not being a medical expert myself, how much of it is down to fortune? How much of it is down to players' uh, bodies adapting to certain training regimes? Is it a young player maybe getting through a difficult period of, of injuries in their career? To blame it all on the medical stuff, I think, is just a little bit simplistic. I, I really do. Um, there is a reality that certain events have meant that maybe uh, as as only sort of hurt the issue in the sense of Todd Bowley, of course, last year, the, the new ownership sacking a lot of the previous medical staff and bringing some of them back and how did that disrupt the sort of the environment around Chelsea did that disrupt certain things is it the fact that Chelsea are under a very intense head coach and some of these players are adapting to that new style of a training regime I've, I've heard that suggested that may be true over a long period of time these injuries may stop um, you, you can't rule out you know just bad luck in terms of players either having pre-existing injury problems or just um, collision injuries on the pitch that you it's very difficult to avoid because they can just happen in the competitive game, right? In the competitive environment. So in terms of being, you know, really dramatic in an investigation, like we have to go and find the culprit of this, I think is just silly, but there is clearly the club would be concerned because it's not just from a, a selection point of view. It's, you know, you, a lot of these players, Chelsea have invested a lot of money into it. There is also a side part of this, or maybe not a side part, it's a key part of this, but the demand on footballers has gone up so much in recent years and and it's not to say i know some people were pointing out well we, not every club gets these injuries as as much as chelsea granted that's true there is also a, a the intensity of this game rises so there's a lot of variables i just hope it can be resolved uh, for the sake of pochettino for the sake of 
you know, watching the team and, and seeing some great players and, and hopefully them develop and, and not stall consistently with injury problems. So that's my thoughts on, I think, what is a deeper and complex issue for Chelsea to solve in the coming uh, months and years. But that is it for today's edition of Added Time. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. You can follow me on Twitter, at Son of Chelsea. I said Twitter there, it, it X. You can follow me over there. You can follow me on all the socials. Link in the description box below. Please hit that subscribe button. Please hit the like button too if you're enjoying the content. It really does help the channel out. And I will see you again very soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.